Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and I'm here today with Marina Hansen. How you doing, Marina? Hey, Billy. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, glad that you're uh, pretty pretty permanent co-host on uh, <laughs> this little podcast that we've been doing. It's been uh, it's been cool. Um, so yeah, we were uh, gonna check in today. We're gonna do a little shorter one, but we're gonna try and um, try and do a couple of them each week. I think it's going to be the uh, part of the idea, but we're wrapping up. I think this is episode 40 that we'd be posting today. Oh, cool. And uh, I think I'd made a promise way back that by episode 50, I might try and have my act together about uh, about doing podcasts. So I've got 10 episodes to go. Almost there. We got to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see if we can uh, make some cool new little edits. I want to do, uh, I, wanna, I need to get like a new, some new bumper music. The music that oh, like comes yeah. into the show and then comes out of the show. I need to get some fresh production going. But yeah, I, and after 50, I want to try and do them like more frequently, do them about the I art stuff. And then we should try and expand out to like the Patreon thing. That's one thing I've been wanting to check out too is, uh, is patreon.com and sort of set up um, with the network of people that, that sort of use that site and listen to podcasts or listen and watch content. They're looking, they do like photographers make money on that site too with the content and stuff that they post to it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's like patrons of art and, and graphics and in photography and audio and podcasting. And I think podcasting and audio and video, that's like a big part of it overall because you're kind of demonstrating that you exist as an artist, that you're communicating with the audience and stuff. But I think that you and I would be uh, be good at that. Or I think that this would be good for over there, yeah. which might be cool because it's about all the photo stuff that we do. So we should kind of put it up and, and have it be part of like all the photo content that we have and see if we can get a bunch of cash. So much cash. Yeah, <laughs> Patreon seems like a good resource for It'll be, making uh, steps closer to that. It'll be a while before that comes into it. But um, I think one week ago, we went to a Mute Math concert. Already a week ago. Yeah. Holy cow. Got but by so fast? Yes, we did. And it was a pretty cool show. I'm looking at right now. So we went to Mute Math, which is a band, a progressive rock band. They've been around about 10 years now. They've got four albums out. I've been a fan of theirs for about eight of those years when I found out about them. And uh, I'm holding right now, I'm <laughs> cleaning up some stuff. I'm holding right now a drumstick that was thrown out at a 2009 concert at the Roseland in Portland. It was thrown out by the drummer Darren King from the Mute Math show, and I caught it. Boom. Hey. And I had the sweet drumstick there. And Darren King is like a crazy drummer. He's like one of the best. But like, I don't know if underrated. He's really respected in the drum community, but not that many people know about Mute Math like they should or, or get to see their performance stuff like they should. But it's really cool. And it's, kind of, it's an interesting little bit of a different style of, of what kind of makes a good drummer. He plays like a really basic kit. It's, it's really small. It's the drums that everybody would have, but he just really plays the hell out of them, it seems. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, we had so much fun. It was really cool going um, this last week to check out Mute Math up in Portland. They were at the Roseland again. We've got to see them twice this year now. Yeah, this is our second show is, in the yeah. last few months. It's strange too because they took like a six-year break from coming to the Northwest, and then they they hit it twice in uh, in one year or in six months, I think. So the last time we went to see him, I think I probably talked about it on this podcast, was back uh, October twenty fifth, I think of. 2015 we went up with tyler and robert hung out for uh for the night got to see meet math at the the star theater which is yeah. strangely right across the street from the roseland theater but apparently it's a smaller venue there's less people that it's able to fit but i think they did a tour of of, of theaters 
last round, and then now they're doing a tour of the larger venues in each of these cities. Sort of strange how they kind of structure their stuff out, how they do that. But uh, but yeah, so we've got to see them twice in this last year, but it was really cool seeing them on their Vitals tour. I think they just wrapped up their US leg of it, then they're going to go to Australia, I think, from here. That's cool. So they're out of here. Yeah. But uh, I think, well, yeah, I, I think like a bunch of the early episodes of this podcast, I'll have mute math bumpers at the beginning of the shows or pretty lights <laughs> bumpers or something like that. That's when I just kind of have the iPad on yeah. with the track and I just try and get through like five, 10 minutes, walk into the kitchen, say, hey, what are you doing here, Maria? <laughs> then I come back with a drink, come back to my podcast. That was like 40 episodes ago. So many episodes ago. Well, we're so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> Way, way more better. professional um so as photo stuff goes we uh ordered like new ink that's exciting so we got new ink or actually we didn't get the new ink yet it's coming for the printer so i've been using this canon printer for a long time and that's what we make like a lot of the prints around the house with and what i made a lot of the or a few of the few a small number of the few prints i've actually sold out to people or client or for whatever it is portfolio stuff a small number of that I produced on this printer that I have, this Canon. What is it called? Uh, is it the Pro, Pro 9000 Mark II? Right. I think it was a few generations old in Canon printing technology when I bought it back in 2012. I got it for a steal. I got it on eBay. I think it was like $240. It had been prior to that, like in 2009 or so, I think when it was from, when I started looking at it or wanting a larger format printer. This one does 13 by 19. Nowadays, it's pretty common to do 18 by 24. But this 13 by 19 inch printer was what I could afford and what I was into. It used to be like $800, $900. It's modern equivalent. I think like the Pro X or something. It's it's a newer version of the printer. It It's a few upgrades in a few different places, but it's still near $1,000. This one was like 250 ink wow. for it. If you get the cheap uh, Chinese ink, it's real cheap. If you get the Canon ink, I think it's like $8, $8 a cartridge and there's eight cartridges. So it's, that adds up. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and $8 is like the bottom, bottom dollar price. You can get, you see them like for 12, if you buy them in mm -hmm. store, if you could find a store that sold them for you, it'd be like $12 a cartridge. So you're looking at like, you know, almost a hundred dollars to fill up, to ink up your printer. But the print printing at home is strange because like, it seems like it would be really easy. And you've seen this before, right? Marina, like when you print out, even like what we did this week, like when you print out stuff at home, it doesn't color correct it. It doesn't fix it for you all the time. And it comes out sort of strange. Yeah, it, I've noticed that there are a few qualities. It seems like it, uh, it happens from printer to printer too. Like I noticed this printer seems to, with our cheap Chinese ink, uh, it seems to get like, pinker tones or yeah. grayer tones when More it's pink not tones. quite getting the colors right i don't know how it really does all the conversion stuff it works great for for running out a lot of fun prints and the tough thing too is with this cheaper ink like i talked about on that last podcast where the sun kind of ex exposed it for a while and it just fades it right out as right. soon as as soon as this gets like too much uv exposure or just too much time decay the ink really fades out of these prints i noticed that yeah so the, the fresher there's better batches of off-brand ink. There's better batches of refill ink, uh, and but they say that like the the Canon ink is the best stuff or the the best for archival quality. And I think you're supposed to kind of match up paper and color stuff better too. But 
on the other hand of that, there's a few of the prints that we've had that have washed out and, and gone to junk. But a bunch of the prints that I've had for years, some of the first ones that we made, those 13 by 19s that are in the kitchen right now, those, right, are, those still those look are really good. Just from this printer running it through with the uh, the matte paper that we have. But but yeah, so we t- so we're doing some spring cleaning around the house. We took down I took down all the photos that were on the photo board. I've uh, been editing through the Hawaii photos, the stuff from Maui that we have, the the three or four film rolls that we had. Got those all scanned, started editing through those files, and then we've been um, now that we have the ink put in the printer, the printer all set up. Um, we've been running out four by sixes. Uh, to do like some proofs and then put them up on our photo board to check out the photos that we like from the trip that we just got finished up with a month ago. Wow. Minus four days. Oh man, it's like what? It's the 14th right now? Yeah, it was the 19th, Whoa. I think, that we left. Yeah. Holy cow. Holy cow. Moving back too fast. So we have the uh, the photos printed out. They're up on the board. Uh, I think I've got like maybe 10 up here and um, that'll probably expand as I sort of build through it over time. But so we have this we've got the like uh the redwood board in the living room with the four four photo spots that we got to fill that's up right. so i want to i want to print those out i think that's when i'm not sure what that is it's like a 10 inch print or something oh yeah i'm trying to figure out because we we used a large uh piece of photo like paper that we had 13 by 10 or 13 by 9 i, I think it's when you cut the 19 the 13 by 19 inch paper okay in half hamburger style so it's like nine and a half inches. yeah something around there i think it's a i think it's sort of a rectangle size about that that we uh, that we throw up on the board over here so yeah we should we should figure out what photos from now we yeah want to, uh, we want to get printed up as a larger uh, photos that that'll be thrown up there that'd be cool yeah i was thinking that would be a, a cool project for us to do later this evening actually yeah i think that'd be cool we have a we have a bunch of like photo paper that's still left over we're running out of four by sixes so we should go yeah, down i want to try and find so i see glossy all over the place but i want to try and find the four by six paper that's that matte finish that's what i want to, to print on too this is this is matte paper i believe if we look at the box i think it might say that this is matte paper we have five by sevens left if we still want to do smaller sheets or we could do two photos per five by seven and it's sort of like a three by five you know, we'll figure out, we'll print out whatever we don't, I'm not in a big rush either. We'll go grab some more stock and print out some more stuff. It'd be cool. Yeah. I want to try to find or try to get some more four by six cards soon to do some prints, but yeah. those five by sevens are good too. I definitely prefer the the more matte finish for the paper though. Yeah. I think I like it comes the, out a, a bit better. I like this glossy paper. I feel like glossy paper can look really cool. Or really good with the right photos sure um but it can also look kind of strange too yeah i, or, I, I don't know that. i think it's probably just a personal taste thing <laughs> but i like the the more matte finish i've always liked matte finish on the photographs that i that i print up too yeah i've never really preferred the glossy texture and i think it reflects light uh, too harshly in a lot of ways yeah i think so yeah just that gloss doesn't break up the glare very well um, but yeah, we should be definitely making some more prints tonight. That'd be cool. I'm I'm kind of in a print making mood. Yeah, me I want to make a new a lot of new prints, a lot of the new stuff that we have from like the last month or so. I have another roll that uh, that's finished up that we should send into development. Oh yeah, get that turned around this week and then uh, and then run it out again. And then I gotta I gotta jump on like shooting a new roll of film now too. 
I don't know. It's always like, so I'm, I'm just trying to like keep up with like shooting one roll a week. And so that means I have to kind of hit like two or three pretty good photos a day. But right now in March, it's just been nothing but really gray rain. So we have to do it all kind of at one time or, you know, like you save it up or like you go out on a trip or you go to a spot and you get to check out photos for a little bit while or for a while longer. And then you can take more photos that are better. So we've been like carrying the filter with us for a while. Yeah, that big stopper. The big stopper. That, yeah, which is great. And it's been really cool. I like the surreal look that it gets. We've had Me a too. couple photos from like the last roll of film that we had developed from the waterfall stuff that we did that Saturday trip up to the gorge. We had a few photos from that that uh, that I'm working on there. They're pretty good, but they're but I, I'm hoping that some of the new stuff that we have on this next roll will be will be better or will look a little bit sharper, a little clearer, a little bit more photographic. Yeah, I'm excited to take our, our new film in to get developed or these Definitely most recent sure. roles. I think yeah. this last weekend was a good photo opportunity or it was nice to get out of this gray weather. Oh, yeah, we definitely. Yeah, so this last Saturday we took off in uh, Marina's CRV. We packed it up uh, with the, the camera stuff, the tripod, the filter, like we're talking about, and a big thermos of hot chocolate. And we took off up the 126... Uh, up the Mackenzie River and traveled to, I guess, the top of the Cascades there near like the Hoodoo Snow Park. We passed that and then went down to Sisters. Uh, and what we were hoping to do was kind of stop and check out uh, the east side of the Three Sisters and see if we could get a cool sort of early or late winter, early springtime view of the mountains with snow on it, you know, kind of work that out. Um, but really, they were just getting hit with rain and, and with a lot of snow up at the pass. Uh, so we decided to, to head down into into Sisters and then kind of head out into the Eastern Oregon High Desert area where the rain shadow of the Cascades really kept a lot of that wet weather that was over in Eugene and Portland in the Willamette Valley. All that heavy rain that we drove through on the way over up to the top of the mountain kept all that rain west of the Cascades. So east of the Cascades, it was all really pretty dry. It was cold. It was windy. It was sort of spitting snow or hail. It kind of blew, <laughs> yeah, it kinda blew up at me, it seemed. I'd see a lot of snow blowing up at me. So it seemed like it was cold and a little brisk. Not quite yet springtime or summer. And uh, But we went over, we decided to head over to Smith Rock from there. So from Sisters, you take off and you go uh, over toward the 97 and hit uh, Redmond, probably, if you if you were driving. Or, but basically what your intent is, is to go up to Terrebonne. And that's the town that's closest or that's kind of surrounding or associated with Smith Rock. And, uh, and that's a cool spot. We've been there, I guess, I don't know how many times now, maybe half a dozen or so. I think that sounds about right. Something like that. A lot of them are, might be, let's say, shorter trips, like what we did this weekend, or right. sort of shrunkated trips where we don't really get to go into and explore everything. But this time, yeah, we went over to Smith Rock, and uh, we had a, a GoPro with us. So we were trying to kind of test that out and, and work with it a little bit and you know kind of figure out the video stuff on it but we were trying to do some test footage stuff with that over at uh, smith rock so it was a cool spot for it park was really empty essentially there were probably a dozen or so hikers but as it is like in a nice spring day in a couple months when we go back to check it out again and do more hiking ourselves when it's nicer we're gonna see that that whole parking lot is stuffed with people oh yeah but we were yeah down at the south end and we were using or what is that no, it's the north tip of like the the driving area or like the, uh, I guess like the, the parking, the parking area. area that you are. Yeah. So we went to that north tip uh, and you look out to the Cricket River, which is the one that kind of flows through the the Smith Rock area there. Right. As with all its little meanders being crooked. 
Um, so we went out to the the rim of that uh, that rock there, looked down to the Crooked River, and then to like the the wall of Smith Rock. That's uh, that kind of all that jagged um, volcanic rock that's over there. And so we set the tripod up over there with the film camera. I had the F four and uh, with whatever roll of film I was working through, and then that that ten the, the ten stop uh, neutral density filter to drop my shutter speed down so we could do some long exposure stuff also some long exposure stuff of the mountains with the clouds in the background so i'm hoping to get some cool sort of surreal sweeping cloud uh, shapes or that look you know that more surreal look that you get with those long exposures i think it'd be cool so there's i don't know maybe five or six seven or so exposures of uh of using that filter in there and then there's a bunch of photos that we took um walking around as the sun kind of broke out that afternoon yeah as we, yeah as we walked around that other side of it that was cool i think you got a bunch of cool photos too yeah i think i got around like 10 photos nice from, from walking around doing a little a smooth rock section. cruise there's a, I, there's some of my favorite photos some of the stuff that i'd still leave in my portfolio which what is like from what 2012 2013 some of my favorite stuff is from smith rock over there it's just such a cool surreal place was like it a really lot of, is. It looks really interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's yeah, a nice the, spot. The faces of the mountain or like the view that you get just from the parking area is really incredible looking. And then when you actually get to hike around it, it's pretty great. Yeah, it, it's definitely a unique geological feature, that, especially one that you get to walk around. It's really self-contained, which I like a lot. You can just kind of go to that park and it's really not ginormous. You know, you can get to just about everywhere in a, in a fairly short amount of time, but you can really spread out too you can hike you know you can you can travel around it's not big enough though to be like a national park but man it's just such a cool sort of unknown spot it's big in the sport climbing community but outside mm-hmm. of that it just doesn't seem like people are really aware that it's you know such a cool kind of interesting thing is just being a state park on the 97 somewhere you know yeah so it's fun i'm glad it was such a fun time i remember back in like what was it 2002 or three when uh when we were driving through eastern oregon my dad and i and he had never heard of it really and we drove to a place and someone said yeah you should drive up to smith rock it's another 20 miles up from bend go see it and we were i think gonna go to prineville that day and so we drove up to check out smith rock and we were both blown away we thought whoa so cool smith rock's so big so jagged that's great. That's cool. That you guys neat. went and checked it out. Yeah, but before that, you know, Good no one had really known about it. A lot of places in Eastern Oregon have have names or sort of innocuous names, and sometimes they're very cool, and sometimes they're not interesting at all. I think we went to this place <laughs> once called the Bumpheads. I, I thought that would I've be a cool it. spot. Yeah, what's it, was it just, like? Uh, nothing. It's just <laughs> it's just a lot of mosquitoes and sagebrush oh. and a couple little dirty ponds, and Sounds then there, nice. yeah, and then there was like uh, I think two or three uh maybe like uh, i don't know 50 60 100 foot tall buttes on this property or like by this road (laughs) this blm road yeah so over there sounds disappointing yeah or rome oh man the pillars of rome sounds pretty it sounds prestigious doesn't it but when you get out to nowhere southeastern oregon by mcdermott you go to the town of rome oregon there's like nothing there and then you drive out this old sandy road and you see this sort of natural formation of, I guess, sort of a pillar. I mean, it's just sort of a, a form on the rim rock that looks sort of pillar-like in a few spots. But it's really small. It's pretty just 
it's not anything to see <laughs> like compared to every other thing around there, like the big canyons of the river or the Oahe River that's out there or the Snake River that's out there or the cool big deserts and playas that are out there, all the big watersheds that you can go see or the big 10,000 foot mountains we can drive up on that are, you know, in the same area, essentially. Right. It's all way better stuff than just like <laughs> the pillars of the Rome. Pillars of Rome. Yeah, man, that's that's quite an they gotta, or something. They got to so try exciting. and push their tourism for something out there. So <laughs> we went to a cool little coffee shop, coffee ice cream shop out there in mm-hmm. McDermott. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That was back in like what two thousand four or something. Oh, oh man, wow. so long like ago. Back then, ago? you couldn't get good coffee. You'd get like weird mixes. If you ordered like a, if you, you could get like house coffee, but if you ordered like a mocha, even though they were a coffee shop and that's what they sold you, mm-hmm. it was like this weird like cocoa packet mix. Oh, I remember yeah. that everywhere in Eastern Oregon, like these small towns, they would not make coffee for you, which is all different now. Maybe 2008 and on, everybody kind of figured out the espressos weren't going to go away. But in 2002, it was still sort of this fad that city people in the 90s would do is drink espresso expresso if you live in <laughs> if you live in, in rural oregon but yeah they didn't want to get espresso machines so they'd make this little cocoa powder mix of mocha and like serve it up to uh, you and it was yeah. really chalky i remember every time we go on a camping trip it was really chalky <laughs> <laughs> so no good more of that <laughs> and uh and i guess no no good reason to see the pillars of rome but a good reason to see smith rock it was a super fun time um gonna head over there in probably three or four weeks like we've been talking about it's gonna be the trend nowadays to uh try and do as much as we can over in eastern oregon try and get as much footage and cool content stuff that we can over the next couple months and then we're gonna solidify that more and more into uh some other special projects that we're gonna try and edit together more officially Uh, i don't know probably like september october whenever that comes around yeah i'm really excited to be back in uh adventure mode yeah, it's really daylight savings hikes. time now, so I'm thinking it's summer. Yeah. Even though it rained on me all day, even summer though there's time. snow on Coburg Ridge, it's summer summertime. Snow. It's summer snow, Marina. <laughs> it's March. It's a summer month. Ooh, it's too early. Yeah, at least after the equinox, let's hope. But there's daffodils. There's blossoms. There are. So I guess... Uh, I think in the next few weeks... Weather will start picking up uh, a little bit. Yeah, I hope so. I wanted to dry out a little bit. I want to go skateboarding. I wanted to dry I want to do some out. skate photos with you. Oh, yeah. We should do some GoPro too. stuff with, uh, with the skateboards. Yeah, I really want to uh, set up some mounts on a few different things. I want to do some kayak stuff, too, with yeah. the GoPro. I want to do some exercises, too. I think I want to try and just sort of flat steal some Chris Picard photo ideas for, like, little skateboard things or little stacks, like little forerunner and skateboard on the road with mountains sort of a photo at sunset you know whatever kind of like just kind of stack out the composition that other good photographers have in these interesting photos that i like a lot i should just really i mean it's almost plagiaristic but i'm not new to that but to kind of come in and and sort of set up photos that you would like and then kind of make them as we would but with our own stuff it'd be cool yeah, I, I think it'd be really cool. We've yeah. been doing photos like that for a oh, long yeah. time anyway. Yeah, it wouldn't be too much of a surprise, but I want to just, Throw I want to try and, yeah, Camry. get some cool. <laughs> Take some pictures. <laughs> little Camry. Man, yeah, that was a long time ago. I just remember really camping ago. with you, maybe what was it, 2012, 2013, when we like went camping March 8th or 9th up at the Hot Springs oh, yeah. years ago. Yeah, that was like the, one of the earliest times we went camping in the air. 
Well, we went camping one time in January, but that was winter camping. That was winter camping. But, and we, we kind of knew that. But uh, but this other time, yeah, we were thinking, start of the camping season. So, yeah, a little earlier than this year. It still seems pretty snowy and, and wet. But I wanted to get nice out. Then we're going to make it out all the time. There's all so the much time. cool stuff out there. Yeah. It'd be great. But uh, on behalf of Marina Hansen, I want to say thank you for being here, Marina. Thanks, Billy. And uh, my name is Billy Newman, and thank you all for listening to the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.